I haven't been to the dentist since I lived with you, Matt. Holy oh, shit. God. Do you wow. still have any teeth? Yeah, yeah they're going to be riddled with cavities. Yeah, you need to go. The, the only times I've been is when I've had a teeth taken out. Why am I telling you that? Can we I move don't on? Know. Where's this conversation gone? <laughs> it, might be, it might be time, you know? <laughs> Okay, hello listeners, welcome to episode 57 of the Picky Bastards podcast. Um, it is once again a Mercury Prize special where we uh, look at the playlist, we answer four set questions in a time limit and we generally totally miss the predictions and get everything wrong and then <laughs> the album we barely talk about wins. So we'll <laughs> see which album we barely talk about and then I'd say put £25 on that album. Um, we are joined by the normal picky bastards, uh, Sam. How you doing, Sam? Hi. I never know if normal's the right word. Feeling normal today, yeah. yeah. Average. Normal, regular, standard picky bastards. Uh, and Matt, how you doing, Matt? Hello. How's it going? What is with your voice? Um, and today we have <laughs> picky bastards editor, James. Sorry, sorry, Matt, I love your voice. Um, picky bastards editor, James Spearing, joining us. How you doing, James? Hi, friend. Good to be here. Hi. I feel like I've, uh, I've many... stepped up now to yeah? the, the, the peak of podcast <laughs> okay. Mercury Pod. Oh, yeah, God. yeah, yeah. You are now it's got the most, the most albums and the most disagreeing. So, yeah, ready for it. I mean, I was wondering how many albums you think you're going to get totally wrong today. How 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 wrong are you going to be, and how often? I mean, all of them, obviously. Yeah. Okay. I feel like you might get one right. Um, anyway, <laughs> so. It's not the normal um, Picky Bastards plan. There's no why I love. There's none of that no, none of that stuff. So what we will be doing, there'll be four round-robin questions uh, answering about the playlist and, and which ones we want to win, which ones we think we'll win, all those sort of things. So I'm just going to tell you what's on the shortlist in case you don't already know. I have, for some reason, put the one that's hard to pronounce at the top of the list. So it's Gweno with Trezor, I think. Um, second one's a bit easier to pronounce. It's Wet Leg with Wet Leg. And then we have Yard Act, The Overload, Little Sims with Sometimes I Might Be Introvert, Nova, T- Nova Twins with Supernova, Sam Fender with 17 Going Under, Fergus McCready with Forest Floor, Harry Styles with Harry's House, Joy Crooks with Skin, Koji Radical with Reason to Smile, Jesse Buckley and Bernard Butler with For All Our Days That Tear the Heart and Prioritize Pleasure by Self-Esteem. I made it through the list, I think. Um... So, first question is simply, who do you want to win? We will each get 90 seconds to answer that question. And I think Sam's going to time us all this yes, time. Yes, I will. Is that Hopefully. right? If it works. If it works. <laughs> if it doesn't, then James can talk for as long as he wants because he's going yeah. first. So, okay. uh, James, 90 seconds on who you want to win. Go. Uh, so, I would like Little Sims to win with sometimes I might be introvert. Um, so... I had a bit of a almost fraught relationship with this album, um, summed up by the fact that I've not bought it, but I did go with a couple of you guys to see Sims live on the tour for this album. Um, so I guess I'm kind of into the best bits, and having said that, they are Sims' best bits that she's ever done. So, you know, there is that. But I did do do a Sam, as we've now coined the phrase, did a Sam and made a playlist out of the album, so listened to the whole album. So coming back to this was the first time I'd listened to it in full, as intended, for a while. Uh, and there are some issues that I've, I've told you about before, but we'll start with the good bits. So 
the opening, you cannot beat the drama of that first song coming in. Those drums, the orchestra, and then that first opening lyric, the king is on fire, blood of young Messiah, I see sinners in a church, I see sinners, sinners in a church. And I'm, I'm doing it now, actually. I've written down here. I've got shivers in my spine just thinking about it and write my notes. I've got them now. I'm, I'm not, I'm no rapper. I just said the words out loud and it's making me <laughs> feel that. So that's how good that is. The ambition of this album is absolutely incredible. Um, it maybe does get slightly lost along the way. Would ideally for maybe two or three songs shorter and lose the annoying Princess Diana interludes, but that's my fault for watching The Crown. There's a chicken. <laughs> I was not ready for a chicken. <laughs> Wow, okay. about that, James. So ju- just uh, to let listeners know, Sam had not warned us what the alarm was going to be, so we were not expecting the chicken. Um, but that was the alarm. It wasn't just a random chicken. Um, okay, thanks for that, Sam. Thanks for that, James. Nice seconds, um, isn't it? It is short. It is, especially okay. when you wrap a whole verse of a little Sim, sim song. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay, so on to Sam. And actually do time yourself, Sam. I, I'm trusting yeah, you to do I will that. do. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah, so I'm almost bored talking about Little Sims um, and this album specifically, but like, <laughs> she she deserves she deserves to win this, um, and I want her to win this. Um, this album's definitely the best thing on this shortlist, which is an obvious reason for it to be a winner. But I, I, I think it does run deeper. I think Little Sims is an artist deserving of the Mercury Prize, and she feel it feels like she's finally getting her due for so like a decade nearly of these four albums that feel like they've been building to this moment. Um, She's a creative force and she's clearly putting her own identity and her own um, curation on a project like this. I think we talk a lot about her lyrics, but I think musically it's really interesting and really exciting, really daring. I don't think anyone else is is trying to do as much as she's trying to do here. And yet sometimes those interludes can get a little bit much. And yes, Grey Area is probably a better album, um, but this feels like the ultimate Little Sims album. It feels like her in a record full of self-reflection full of musical prowess and full of bars like the stuff that she says on these songs i think i love you i hate you that is an outstanding highlight introvert just as james said and i think and then on the other side i think the soulful moments like woman and yeah yeah good chicken good chicken the rooster um Matt, I'm hoping you do not pick Little Sims, but we'll see. I suspect yeah. you might. Um, 90 seconds, Matt. Um, I didn't pick Little Sims. I picked Ooh. self-esteem with prioritised pleasure. Okay. Um, and the reason I picked this, I felt, it's for me, it's between Sims and self-esteem. Um, but for me, this one, although although both have a lot of growth in them, this one feels like it, it hit the mark. It, there's not really any like slack in the album um, and i think the album as a whole is just a bit of a triumph it's so self-assured and confident and so such a forward step from an already exceptional previous album it's still uniquely uh like her and it's this version of pop music that she makes um but it, it's just so um i feel like musically it's absolutely great it's um the songs is full of so much charm 
Um, but there is still that like, kind of darker edge and truthfulness running throughout it. And especially with it, the way she like has her lyrics, they're so incisive and direct that you can't really misinterpret what she's saying. But then it's all just sugar-coated in this just easy, easy-to-enjoy pop music. Um, and it's just also just jam-packed with hits. Um, there's like four or five songs which are just fantastic. Um, like I'm Fine, I Do This All The Time, Fucking Wizardry, um, You Forever. I can I can just keep listing them. But like even the even the songs that aren't in that list are still great. But scare you with a whistle instead that time. Yeah. <laughs> you made me jump. You made me jump. Wow. Okay. 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 So, so yeah. You're going to just keep us on our toes, huh? I need like, I should have got like 17 different sounds. And yeah. Just, but no. No, because then we'd spend the entire podcast yeah. talking about sounds instead of music. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's, let's, yeah, hopefully you've got a whistle or a chicken for me. Um, okay, you ready to sign me, Sam? Yep. Cool. Okay, so there are two albums on this list that I'd be absolutely ecstatic to see win. So it was quite hard for me to make a decision for this question, but in the end, I also went with Prioritize Pleasure by Self-Esteem. For me, it was over the Koji Radical album. Um, and there's a few reasons for that. Well, one is that on a personal basis, I've just made like such a connection with self-esteem as an artist and performer the last few years. I've, I've seen her live six or seven times. Um, she just seems like a, such an honest, open performer. So I, I, weirdly, it would make me genuinely happy to see her win the prize in a way that I don't, I don't normally care quite that much, but it would make me happy to see her do it. Um, another reason is I think in, I do this, I do this all the time. This album has one of the most important and best songs of the last decade. I think there's, there's just several moments in that song that just totally punched me in the gut. I think particularly the line, it was really rather miserable trying to love you uh, towards the end. Every time she delivers that is just superb. Um, and the final reason that I've picked it is I do think it's one of the only one, the only one of the 12 albums on this list that's doing something truly radical and, and revolutionary. And, and I think that's something that should be rewarded. I think it's creating a form of pop music that speaks to so many people touching on a lot of different important topics, both personally and on a wider scale, but it's so accessible. And like every time I see them live, there's such a mix of people and emotionally connecting to this music for young, old, you know, it's just such a variation. So for me, I really want to see it win. I think the album's given so much to people over the last year, and I think it deserves that recognition. And like Matt said, it's also just ridiculously fun. I only had like four words left, but that'll do. Okay. So to only two albums for that question between us, Um, just for listeners now at this point, we, we have three questions to come. So if anyone's going to answer with one of those albums for a later question, they would keep strum about it now. But um, who can who can talk about Little Sims? Can you talk about Little Sims at this point, Matt? No. Nope. Or is that coming later for you? No? Coming later for me. Right. Well, I'll talk about Little Sims then. <laughs> um, so I, see, I don't have a lot more to say, so it'll be quick. We've covered it before. My, my opinion hasn't shifted. Um, I was disappointed with it then. And I'm still disappointed with it. Um, I think it has huge highs, and I don't think Matt and uh, I don't think James and Sam are wrong about some of the songs. I think "I Love You, I Hate You" is amazing. "Fear No Man," "Point and Kill," "Misunderstood," all brilliant. But this is an album competition. It's an album award, and it has some of the most annoying parts of any album on any list I've ever listened to. I mean, the skits are so misjudged; it makes my head want to explode. and I'd also happily never hear any of the middle section of this album. I think between Little Q, 
point two and point and kill. It's just drab. It's quite boring. Um, You're wrong. You know, I think the fact that hmm. I was so excited for this album adds to my disappointment. But I never listened to this between when we covered it the first time and when we've covered it this time, and I think that tells me everything. Um, but just to say something, you know, I do love Little Sim still. I think she's an amazing artist. Um, I can't wait for her next project. I hope I like it more. So if this does win, and I think it could win, I'd have mixed feelings as I do really love Little Sims, but this is not the album for me. So, yeah, that's where I stand on that one. Um, Anyone else want to say, add anything about Little Sims before we... No, just that you're wrong. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I do agree with some of what you're saying. Well, it's kind of what I was saying, even though I was saying it's it's the best album here on this list. But yeah, there are definite and obvious issues with it and i think yeah you touched on them um, the anticipation of it mm-hmm. and then it kind of been a letdown i think that's that's part of it having a bit of distance now from when it came out i do like it more um, yeah i was hoping that was what was going to happen for me because yeah. that has happened in the past but it, it didn't really um unfortunately but yeah either of you either sam or james able to talk about I, self-esteem right now i can talk about self-esteem yeah, me too. For um, yeah, cool. I, I like. I was probably the one of all of us that has always kind of been the least keen on self esteem, and it's mm. weird because she should be like perfect <laughs> for me. Like she's <laughs> as like the the most pop fan here. I don't know what I. Don't, I really don't know what it has been. I've really tried, um, and I really tried on the last album, and I don't know what it was. Something just didn't click for me. Um, but this is such a massive step up. I think in terms of the the song craft and i think being able to sit and actually give the album a lot of the time that i think it deserves i think i just wasn't giving her the time that she really mm. deserved to be able to have this album grow on me um, and it really has like it, it cool. is one of the best albums on this shortlist it it would be a well worthy winner and um, like i have bought this now so it's been a big oh, wow. turnaround for me um I think some of my issues are still there. I think you mentioned mm. that song "You Forever," Matt, and I think that's probably the worst track on the album. Oh, and I don't know sad. why, but I don't like the, I don't like the kind of cor- that that chorusy bit, the hooky bit. I don't. Oh, I think I that's the bit I love. Because <laughs> yeah, I love it. All yeah, of the moments it. on this album I love are those moments where there's just this like wall of vocals, and. Mm those bits she does they're like spectacular like i think fucking mm. wizardry is probably the best song on the yeah, whole album song. and it's it has such energy and when all of the singing kicks in and it's like, i can't tell if it's layers of her i can't tell if it's layers of other people but it just it feels like a real like anth- emphatic moment mm. um but yeah i, I it, this is full of confidence she is an amazing artist in in so many ways of like um she's the sort of artist that really deserves to be on lists like this um and i really like her in lots of respects so um yeah i had a big turnaround on this one i think i'm really glad that i was able to because it i don't know what it's been there's been something that's just stopped me um i do think she's a grower i think there's like yeah i I think think that's been it for me it was not until i saw her live that i really really kicked down i liked it and then i saw it green man oh my god this is a special artist and i think she is a grower so i think that what you said about not giving it the time does make sense because i think it's not one that's like immediate because she's doing something a bit different 
I think even just from seeing her perform on TV, I think, mm. I don't know whether there's that level of confidence, like watching her Glastonbury set. And mm. it was like the, the, the change in confidence and the change in kind of knowing who you are as an artist is just yeah. really yeah. infectious. And it's hard to not just go, yes, this is it. This is everything you could want. Um, so yeah, I think, I, I am an idiot for not going with you that one time that you invited me, Fran. Um, Free ticket, mate. <laughs> Free ticket. But, yeah, oh. that's where I am. Anyway, we'll move on. James, thoughts? So are you going to tag self-esteem on Twitter? <laughs> Depends what you say, innit? <laughs> no, I'm not I'm not going to do a, do a nick and actually lay into it. Um, so don't worry. Um, okay. So... <laughs> yeah, you mentioned it, it, it being a grower. Um, yeah. And I, it hasn't grown on me. I've really, really tried. I've listened to it a lot. Mm. And I've watched, you know, those same TV performances. I've not seen a live live like you have, France, so maybe that's what I need to do to really get yeah. her. And that could work. I mean, that, that's been the case with me for quite a lot of artists. So I've got a lot of objective admiration for it and for her. Mm. But ultimately, I don't really get on with it that well. Um, I think I probably, on balance, prefer the first album. Mm. I think it's that album has got her best song on it, which is the best. Um, that's definitely my favourite song of hers still. And um, yeah, absolutely. Like the, the the strong messages and everything she's doing, um, it, it's brilliant. But I just can't can't get into the music side of it. It's that makes any it's sense. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. so the one the one thing I will agree with Nick on from before is that I don't know what it is. He called it a double vocal effect. Mm. Um and on that first album it was used kind of sparingly and in 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 the right moments. It was really effective. On this album it's there all the time and I feel like it's really overused and it does great on me and I I can't can't get past that um but yeah believe me i, ha- I really have tried i want to like yeah. it but... <laughs> hey man, not everybody has to like it not everybody it's has so to like pain. it that's no. fine um it's so I, 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 I do actually think she's a bit of a marmite artist uh, i don't know if everyone knows what I, in case there's anybody who lives in somewhere where marmite doesn't exist i do think <laughs> yeah, she she is a love and hate i do i do think people i'm not saying you saying you hate oh, it, i definitely I don't hate it kind of, no. i think i can understand why people wouldn't get on board and then I can understand why people totally love it. So I think that's kind of yeah. normal. I just I don't get I found I found all of her music immediate. And so yeah. the, you guys were talking about how it's a grower, and I'm just like first time I listened to this, I was like, this is my <laughs> oh, jam. <yeah. laughs> On an individual song basis, absolutely. The impact is there. Bang. Yeah. But as an album, hmm. 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 Okay. Should we move to the next question? Yeah. Yeah. So the next question, same thing again, 90 seconds each, is who do you think will win? And we're starting with you this time, Sam, whenever you're ready. Okay. Um, I'll keep it short because I think Little Sims will win. I know that's a boring response. We're all tired of it. I said this last time. <laughs> I don't think she won that time either. Um, but I'm <laughs> between a few albums. I think Self Esteem, Wet Leg, Yard Act. I think those three are probably the others that I would be saying are right up there because as kind of like newer acts that have really have had a massive impact with like 
not not even a debut album with self-esteem it's the second album but really breakthrough moment whereas um but I think all three of them have literally mentioned in interviews that they can't wait to lose against Little Sims. Um, it feels like she is the one to be, and she's the one that all the other acts think is going to win. Um, and it's really weird that the safe bet is like one of the most daring, unexpected, kind of crazy albums on the list. Like when you actually listen to it, um, it's, it can't compare this to like Arlo Parks last year. Like that was a very safe bet with the album as well. Um, so yeah, I think because it is exciting, I think the safe bet will win, um, which would make it three years in a row, probably for the most Mm. obvious album winning, but I just can't see them not giving it to her. Um, and that's it. I don't know when. No chicken. We don't get a chicken. It might happen at some point, but I'm going to switch it off. So it doesn't. (laughs) Okay. Right. It's Matt next. Cool. I'll be boring. I, I, I think it's going to be Little Sims. It's the Little Sims pod. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're getting it all out of the way early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I agree with uh, most of what you guys have said. I, it is, um, it's a, it's a good to great album. I'm somewhere in between, I think, James and Fran. I was, I was pretty disappointed because I was obs- obsessed with um, Grey Area. Um, and so it felt like this was a, drop in form but i i can totally recognize the kind of expansiveness of the sound that she's put into this it's it is a stretch um but i think it's made something i've talked about before is it's made me excited for the next one where she, hopefully she consolidates some of the stuff she's learned and turns out something that's really like tight and lean but also carries some of this grandeur and drama with it um yeah I, like like James said, Introvert, one of the best songs on, on the list. Even, yeah, like James, you gave yourself like goose pimples. I, it's the same. Like just hearing you. <laughs> I'm just like, what is this? Wow. Um, but yeah. And yeah, can we just get rid of the princess die stuff? It's just weird. Mm. <laughs> I think we should get rid of Introvert as well, personally. But I know. <sighs> so you, you're <laughs> shit. What? Too yeah. much drama, man. It's like an episode of Coronation Street. Um, okay. Are you done? Yeah. Good, because I interrupted you. Um, my turn. You ready, Sam? Go for it. Yeah. yeah, so when I first heard the Koji Radical album all the way through, I immediately felt like it was going to be a Mercury winner. And there isn't really anything on this list that's changed my mind at this point. Um, I think maybe Little Sims, Wet Leg and Self Esteem might be more generally fancied for the prize. But I feel like, like Sam just said, it's been a couple of years where we've had the the obvious winner. I feel like Reason to Smile is the kind of outside bet that takes the prize because of sort of how universal it is. I think it hits buttons for judges across the board. Um, and I do think it would be a richly deserved winner. Um, I think this and the self-esteem are two of the best albums that's been on, on the list for quite a long time. Um, and the Koji album is my favourite hip-hop album in, in many years, actually. Um I think he blends so many sounds. He works brilliantly when he's aggressive on songs like Talking, Nappy and War Outside. But then he also puts out more gorgeous, meaningful, slower songs. I think the final song, Gangster, is a tribute to his mum, is, is one of my favourite songs of the year. Um, I think the thing that stands up above a lot of the other albums is that it doesn't dip. It, it never lets up. I think when I originally reviewed this album on the Picky Bastard site, I said that I think it slowed down a bit towards the end, um, but I don't know that I agree with that. Well, it does it does slow down, but I don't know if that's a problem. I think it transitions into it transitions into a different sound towards the end, 
probably one that was needed because it's been so full on. Um, but I think his personality and charisma keeps it firing. Uh, and then it also has some of the best guest spots I've heard in years with Nooks and Khalees standing out. Um, it would be a deserving winner. Often deserving winners don't take it, but I think it will. You heard the rooster. I did. I did. I did. So yeah, Koji. So we're on to who hasn't spoken, James. James. Yeah. Do you think we'll win? I, I mean, at this point, and I still am torn between two. But for variety, I'll give you not Little Sims. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say that upsettingly, it's going to be wet shitting leg that's going to win. <laughs> um, I've made my leg. dislike of this band pretty clear to you all throughout this year. Yeah. Um, later on, we'll talk about some of the other albums, and I'm going to com- say that they're the Radio Two albums. If they're Radio Two albums, and this is the CBB's album. It's overhyped <laughs> nonsense. It's ridiculous that's on this list. They're one-hit wonders that should not have been made, allowed to make an album. Um, but I mean, Lisa's already been on this podcast and taken them apart, so I'm not even going to attempt to say anything better than she already has. So for the rest of the time I've got, I'm going to use Wetleg's own terrible words to demonstrate how absurd this nomination <laughs> is. On the chaise long, on the chaise long, on the chaise long, all day long, on the chaise long, on the chaise long, on the chaise long, on the chaise long, all day long, on the chaise long, on the chaise long, on the chaise long, on the chaise long, all day long, on the chaise long, on the chaise long, on the chaise long, on the chaise long, all day long, on the chaise 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 long, all day long, on the chaise long, on the chaise long, on the chaise long, on the chaise long, all day long, on the chaise long. <laughs> on the chaise long. All right, on the all right, long. All right. So just stop. stop. You got the idea. Yeah, stop it. Forget it. But yeah, that, yeah that's that a genuine song. So, oh, um, we could have had twelve yeah. more seconds if you're doing it. <laughs> I made wow. the mistake of looking wow. at the odds the other day, and they have they are going in the favour of Wet Leg, and I feel like it's inevitable, and I'm sad. Nah. <laughs> what should we should we talk about Wet Leg as we are on Wet Leg? Um, <laughs> Can anyone speak about it right sure. now, Matt? Yeah, okay. yeah. I like uh, my opinions on what like haven't changed that much. I think since we've listened to it, of the reoccurring albums that we've uh, talked about in the past, this and Yard Act are still the ones I've probably continued to listen to the most. I think it's it's fun. I would challenge James that if this came out when he was twenty one, whether he would <laughs> have the same feelings. Because I bet he'd he'd yeah. be there in the in, indie dance floor having a great time. Yeah, it's, I think it makes well, him sad. It makes yeah. him feel old. That's the whole thing, man. Yeah, that's James's problem. I, I think it's old I, I learned from that experience. I learned from that experience, and this is no better than the Gen Z <laughs> version of <laughs> Chelsea Dagger think, or something, you know. And I love that then. Yeah. But I do not listen to it now. Well, you make a good point, well, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. It is superficial. It's it's silly, but it and it's too popular. It is. It shouldn't be favourite, <laughs> but it's still fun. It's a good time of an album. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll jump in. I'm not going to say much more about it because we've spoken about it. Um, if anything, for me, I've gone off it. I, I didn't love it, and I've gone off it more. It just hasn't stuck with me at all. Um, and I, you know, when I listened to it back through this time. I quite like Shays Long, even even James's version was quite beautiful. Um, <laughs> and there's a couple of other hits that I don't mind. That said, 
I, it would be very disappointing to see it win. It's not fresh. It's not innovative. Um, it's like I said last time. It sounds like a tribute act that doesn't know what it's a tribute to. Um, I don't think it's going to win, though. I do not think it's going to win. I just don't see it. That's all I'm going to say. Um, Sam, do you want to talk about it now? Yeah, I'll I'll just say, I think it's still fun. Um, mm. Can an album this silly and like fun win the Mercury Prize? Um, I don't know. I I feel like it probably it might do. It's probably mm. the second on my list of ones that I think will win. Um, which is really weird <laughs> when you think <laughs> about like the like critical acclaim of like all of the previous things that we've talked about. Um, mm. but I do I do think that the, like there's songs on here. It it would be silly of me to say that like oh writing these fun pop songs that most of this is is like obvious and easy like i'm not saying it was hmm. but i i do think like there's songs like wet dream and being in love and too late now i think that they're a real joy to listen to and i haven't gone back to this as much as i expected i would after we did the podcast um but on this list it's still fun um mm. it made a nice change from some of the other things um okay but yeah can you speak about koji now i can yeah yeah um go for it yeah th- th- this is outstanding this album um it would be one of it would be close to what i'd want to win i'd be very very happy if he won for this um i don't think he's close to winning though i can't believe that you're confident that he's gonna win yeah Um, in terms of like other hip-hop albums that have won in the past i just don't see it happening for him i would put him at the same level that like gets was last year like in the middle somewhere Mm. in the in the pack that like a critically acclaimed record but not quite at the level of a dave or or a sims like in terms of being able to break through to win it overall but like the main thing is just that he is clearly smiling throughout this and yeah is beaming on songs like reasons to smile payback silk he's just having an absolute ball and it's hard not to it's it's probably the hip-hop album of this year so far i agree with you there mm-hmm. as well fran and um, so this yeah amazing album for me okay great um James, Matt, either of you want to talk about coaching now? Yeah, yeah I, I can talk about <laughs> Go, James. Go, James. All right. Go, James. Um, don't rap, though. No rapping, a, please. Uh, no, I'm not. There's no lyrics on this one, don't worry. Um, <laughs> well, there are, actually. I'm not going to... You can, you can, you can anyway, say lyrics. We'll get on to that in a second. Carry on. <laughs> um, no, um, agree, it is... Um, it's a very good album. Um, but sort of... Personally, I've, I've been going back and forth on it quite a lot. I feel like it, it depends what kind of mood I'm in. Some days I absolutely can't be doing with it. And other days I get really into it and absolutely love it. Um, so I've, I really haven't settled um, mm. and not come up with an explanation as to why. Would you say um, that's, you with, that's you with hip-hop in general, though, really? And I'm not well, saying yeah. that to take the piss. Like, Maybe. it is yeah. largely... Maybe that's what it you is, You have yeah. days when you like it and days that you don't, don't yeah. you? But sorry, carry on. Yeah, um, yeah the, the stuff I, I like the best probably is the more kind of obvious stuff. This is run in the middle, right in the middle of the album, uh, of talking, war outside, payback, and war outside especially. I found was like a real ear, earworm. Um, really like a lot of his um, lyrical ability and delivery. Um, I think the word for it is flow, 
but I'm I'm too white to say that <laughs> on a podcast, so I'm not going to. Um, one thing that did annoy me was a bit of a mishmash of accents. So it feels like he does list all the guests and um, throughout the album, but it still feels like sometimes he's American and English in the same song. Like he'll sing in American but rap in English, and that kind of find a bit grating. Um, and yeah, I was going one thing I was going to mention about the lyrics. Um, just the odd bit just hit the wrong note for me. So there's one bit where he's talking about women and he says, get some pussy, penetrate. And that just was a bit galling for me. Like, and it was in a, yeah. in a passage about managing his own mental health. So he's got mm. this weird attitude about speaking openly about that, but also really weird attitude towards women. And I didn't like that. Um, but having said that, yeah, overall it is, it is a contender. I think, yeah, Sam was right saying it's, it's, it's like, it's nearly there. Maybe his album too um, could be the winner, but he's going to win a lot of promise. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, yeah, thoughts? you're delusional, friend. Like this is a great yeah, album, we'll but it, there's we'll just see. there's just no buzz about it in the same way that yeah, that's like, true. Heard very little about it other than mm, from Fran. Like, that's true, yeah, but I don't think that that is going to stop sins. it. Like those albums were everywhere and kind of unstoppable almost even if they weren't as i don't think as good and as solid as this album as a whole hmm. i I, th- I but i like i generally really like this album i think it's super musically it's really fun and it's diverse i think um james mentioned all these like different guests and there's tons but i think they all bring different dimensions to the songs without competing with him and i think that's always the fine balance when you have so many guests um, and so it remains interesting and cohesive throughout. Um, it's maybe a little bit long, but that's, it's not egregiously so because it is so interesting throughout. Um, the one the one thing I did have that I thought was really funny is Payback to me sounds almost like a Red Hot Chili Peppers song. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. the same sample, I think. It's the same really? sample as Roller Coaster. It's a, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's why yeah. I was like this. But it was also, yeah. The, but it's a great song. The, <laughs> The baseline stuff, I was like, this is, is this flea or something? What is going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's the same sample. It's not the sample. I think okay. they sampled it from, yeah. Chili Peppers took it from somewhere as well. I can't I can't remember what song, but it's lifted from a, an old okay. song. Okay, so I'm not crazy. Yeah. I'm not yeah. crazy. That's good. No, you're right. You're, you're totally right. Well done. Yeah. But cool. yeah, it's not going to win. It is. Um, I've got a tenner on it, so I won't buy any of your pint when it wins. It's your doubt. <laughs> You've got a what are the yeah. odds? Oh, God, I, I don't know off the top of my head. And if I look them up, it'll take up most of the podcast. Um, but I'll look it up while someone's talking, maybe. Should we move to the next question? Someone yeah, look sure. up the odds while uh, while we move to the next question. Um, Sam, you're last to answer this question. No, you've got a time. James, look up the odds. Um, <laughs> okay, Matt, are you ready to answer? Um, What's been um, your favourite discovery? Yeah. Uh, my favourite discovery was Nova Twins with Supernova. Um, and that was because this album is just fun and kind of bonkers. And like, I, I remember opening up the playlist and I kind of just had a quick scroll because I um, hadn't heard of a, a bunch of these artists. And I looked at the album art for this and I was like, I was expecting something. It looked almost like a, a Missy Elliott cover. So I was expecting something along those lines. And then out of the gate, there's this like metal, new metal 
fusion with R&B, pop, and hip-hop in such this, like, bizarre mishmash that totally works. Um, I've liked a lot of these these artists that are bringing back kind of this new metal sound and integrating it in fun and interesting ways into, like, popular cult, like popular music now. And I think this is maybe one of the most successful for me. Like, it, it's massive, it's over the top, it's stupid um, <laughs> at times, but it's cohesive, it works together, um, and I just, I had so much fun. I think this is the album I listened to more than any other on this list um, because I had so much fun listening to it. Um, yeah, so that's, that's everyone should go listen to it. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. It's, it's on to me next, so... Tell me when you're ready, Sam. Go for it. Okay, so yeah, my answer to this one kind of ended up surprising me. As uh, when I saw it on the list, I was immediately cynical. Um, but my favorite is probably my favorite discovery is probably the Jesse Buckley and Bernard Butler album. I think it's far from perfect, and I should probably mention that I already knew seven of these albums quite well. So there weren't a lot of new discoveries, and I didn't like a couple of the new discoveries at all. But when this album is good, I do think it's very good. I think the middle run of songs from Babylon Days to Beautiful Regrets is really rather gorgeous. Um, I think Babylon Days really gives me Laura Marlin vibes um, when she gets angry. That kind of song, a bit like The Beast, and I really enjoyed that. I thought the instrumentation on Seven Red Rose Tattoos is stunning. It's a really slow burner song as well. And there's some great vocal interplay on Footnotes on a Map. Um, I think they're all standout songs, those ones, and, and there's some great humour and performances on, on Beautiful Regret. Um, so, And alongside a couple of the other tracks, that's a great mid-album run, but but the album does drift at the end for me. And worse than that, though, I think it starts really badly. I think the two songs at the start are massively overblown. Um, and for a while, that actually made me not realise I was enjoying the middle part because I did every time I heard the first song, I wanted to turn it off. Um, but then I'm glad I per- persevered. Ended up being my fourth favorite album on the list. Um, that said, I still don't want to see Bernard Butler win another Mercury just because he's inflicted suede on us for so many years. Um, <laughs> and my last point is just fuck suede. Um, and I'm done. <laughs> Perfect. Got an axe to grind, huh? Yeah, I don't like, I don't like suede. Suede can fuck up. Um, Agreed. Yeah, but I'm done. On to James. Uh, yes, I like Fran. There were few albums that I haven't heard before this, so it's not totally a, a default, but there was a small group to pick from. Uh, my best discovery was Gweno. Um, mm. It was very surprising to me in its variety based on kind of what my expectations were, so I definitely think I've unfairly dismissed it before. It felt like a real specialist interest thing. Like who wants to listen to a music in a pointless language that nobody speaks? <laughs> Don't cancel me, Cornwall. Um, <laughs> and it was sort of, I had this kind of expectation that the music would be sort of beardy folk music played by old fishermen in jumpers and little seaside village pubs. Um, but it, it totally isn't that at all. I've still got no idea what she's singing about, but it really isn't important either. Um, I don't feel like I need to know and I can enjoy the sound without knowing the meaning of the words. It has some wonderful, beautiful melodies, like the opening track, I don't know if I, I can even attempt to pronounce this. And Stevel Nowith and Anima <laughs> and NYCAW. And there's some like intro- electronic stuff going on as well, which is really unexpected. Um, Caltech, that's a great tune. And even some sort of ambient instrumentals like Men and Toll, 
Um, I really like R Dam too. It's kind of just one really simple groove. Um, but it's got seven. The pronunciations plus, are killing me. Sorry. Thanks. Carry on. Seven plus minute length really allows you to kind of like really sit into that groove and really enjoy it. Okay. We have one new discovery to go. Over to you, Sam. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure I've ever had a reaction as to a shortlisted Mercury album as big as the Jesse Buckley and Bernard Butler album. Um, I, maybe Falls. I kind of became like a super fan of Falls after that. I don't know why. Maybe I just lost it a bit for that. But <laughs> this this is a spectacular record. And I'm going to start by calling out Fran saying that the first track on an, the, another album where the first track is like the best bit of the whole album, yeah. saying it's overblown. That that opening track is spectacular and is is just gorgeous. Like the the first two songs, Jesse Bu- Jesse Buckley's voice is phenomenal, and she has so much emotion and kind of passion and drive in her voice throughout the whole album. The Laura Marlin comparison is really obvious, and I I kind of knew that Fran and me would levitate like gravitate towards this um because it's very very similar to laura marling it's how i imagine a much more orchestrated version of one of her albums would be um because i I think the production on this is fantastic i think the way that it's being produced and it's it's so musical in in the the way the orchestra is used and different instruments are used um and i think it's surprisingly diverse as an album and i think that's what keeps it going um yeah Ooh, you heard the whistles and you carried on um shocking okay I don't, well you agree even when you agreed with me there sam you you still had a go at me i can't was, believe no. you said that that was <laughs> like wow. wow that song hurts me but there's some great stuff on this album so well seems two of us cho- chose the jesse buckley do either of you want to talk about it now james yeah i can do yeah um this album for me just shows why the judging panel for the Mercury Prize just needs totally shaking up. <laughs> boring Radio 2 albums need to get off this list. <laughs> there are so many bland and basic lyrics, like images like the matador and the bull, yawn. You can't think of anything better to, <laughs> to have some sort of conflict image. Tie our laces before we learn to run, yawn. It's presented to such drama <laughs> in the music that like, are full of meaning and originality and it's not, it's like GCSE poetry. I do agree with you that Jesse's voice is pretty good, especially someone who's known for other talents and it does start all right, but it really, really drags later on. The, the Bernard Butler issue you've touched on as well, Fran, it's just, I, just, I don't care. Like, it's just sort of longevity. He's achieved his stuff. It doesn't need to be here anymore. It does nothing for me. Um, Shame that he's and, on it, really. Yeah. I mean, awards shouldn't be an incentive for making music, but having stuff like this on the list, there's, there's just no reward for being innovative or daring or interesting or creative. There are so many more exciting and emerging artists that could do with a boost and exposure mm. that could have been nominated. And we said we got this, you know, we were talking about it earlier, like Kay Tempest, Nilifa Yanya, Just Must Do, any of those could have been on here. And we've got just some old guy who's already successful. It's basically nepotism. You've got this well-established successful artists making an album with their famous actor friend because they can and it's not a luxury that up-and-coming bands can afford right now they need more recognition mm-hmm. and instead we're stuck with this 
Yeah, I don't disagree with that. In terms, of, that's one thing I thought. When, that's why I was cynical when I saw it on the list. In that, I just thought, why is this here? But yeah. it did win me over. But I do still think, yeah, there's that's a space that could have been used. And also the fact that it's a folky album, and so it's so often overlooked folk music. Like mm-hmm. there could have been something that's maybe needs a bit more recognition. But still, yeah. um, no, I'm not even yeah. got onto the fact that there's like no electronic dance music album on this list mm. at all this year. And it's it's gone from bad to worse. You know, there's a space that that could have occupied as well. It's just mm. not there. Fair enough, Matt. Any thoughts on that at the minute? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I have similar feelings. It, it does feel like a it's like a fine album. I liked it well enough. It wasn't offensive or um, maybe want to turn it off, but it also didn't captivate me that much. Um, mm. So it did feel like like potentially a spot where something else more more exciting and more pressing could be put in. But like, there's a lot of good points about it. Like I did like how dramatic it was. Like, unlike you, Fran, <laughs> you're the one who liked this album. And I was like, I like. No, the yeah, drama. I like the drama sometimes. I, I just thought some of it went too far. That's all. Yeah. Well, the, the most dramatic stuff was more interesting. It, like at points, it felt like smoky jazz. At other points, it felt big bandish, but with a folk core to it. And so that's like mm. interesting to, to, to apply these different kind of structures to it, but nothing like I struggle to keep listening to this one. It, it would be mm. the one I'd skip over and I'd get more excited to listen to later on albums. Okay. Well, while we're talking about ones we would skip over, I'll, I'll jump in on Nova twins and, and supernova. <laughs> um, this album being nominated totally flummoxes me. I do not understand. It is not good. It's a total throwback. It sounds like Limp Biscuit. Uh, I just don't get it. I like a good heavy album, but this was just noise. Uh, for me, it's the only unlistenable album wow. on the list, and mm-hmm. it's just a no. Um, just a no. Yeah. Does Sam or James want to talk about it now? Or I, I want to talk about it because yeah. I love this album this is no, you don't <laughs> i, I yeah. absolutely love this album it's like chaos in the best way like i matt is entirely right with everything he said about it this would have probably been um my second for that last question um like they defy every expectation that you put on them like you, you go in and it says it's a rock album it's not really a rock album but it is very, very rock heavy. It's not really something else. It's like they look like pop stars on the cover, and then it's not that. So, like it's it defies everything, and they have so much confidence. Um, yeah, I I absolutely loved this, um, and I, I think like lyrically, it's really, really interesting as well. Like when you actually like dive in on some of the lyrics on some of the songs, um, yeah, really, really good. Um, and well, you're completely wrong, Fran. Yeah, that's fine. Um, You've said that to me a few times tonight. Yeah, because um, you are yeah. wrong. Yeah. Um, fair enough. James, you got anything to say about that at the moment? Yes, I can agree with you, Fran. So we've yeah. got an even split on this one. Good, good. Um, I knew this would be a Matt album. I'm not surprised yeah. by that. More surprised <laughs> by, by Sam liking it. Um, but I don't have an awful lot to say about it because I, like Fran, I could hardly listen to it. Just couldn't do it. This album is strongly not for me. Uh, I don't know what the words describe this pop <laughs> new metal slash horrorcore is. I want to know so I can Shite. easily avoid it in future. <laughs> Great. Um, awesome. 
Having said that, um, it does, it really does stand out on this list of everything, everything else. So it's exciting in that sense. And yeah, like Sam mentioned, um, uh, like really impressive what they're doing and how they defy labels. Um, so I kind of appreciate them for that. Um, but that's them and very much not the music. Mm. Yeah, yeah. music I never want to hear ever again thanks that's why it wasn't my answer to the final question about um, like the question we're going to come to in a minute like the most upsetting one is because you know there's a lot about them that I admire whereas mm, yeah. someone else that I'm going to talk, talk about there isn't so um, okay so Gweno Trezor um, Matt can you talk about it now sure yeah I I, I like this album well enough I thought it was, it was like it's obviously like this weird dreamy experience um and it's with almost like psychedelic components and then but then it also just ends up being this weird ambient album at points with the electronic elements it, it's a little um like broadly i liked it i thought it was very pretty but it's also like it's also pretty boring at parts <laughs> so it was just sometimes a bit of a slug to get through it that said like it also just didn't grab me. So sometimes I stopped paying attention and the album would just finish and I barely know it was on. So I couldn't not pay attention to it, but I couldn't pay attention to it either. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to jump in because I just, I've not got a lot to add to what Matt's just said. It just felt very bland. Um, I feel like when, you know, we don't know what they're saying for me, I need something to really stick out and it never did. Felt very, very bland, very uninspiring. Um, so that that's all I'm going to say at this point. I, I find it, uh, yeah. I find bland a weird word because I don't. I think, I think there's lots going on here. I think it's quite interesting, and when you get the music is quite, uh, it kind of it's very changeable. It goes to very lots of unex, unexpected places. Um, I think James, you mentioned that song Keltec, and that's it's kind of like really bassy. Um, it's got like an electronic like bass in the background of it and i think she's doing some interesting things but it is slightly forgettable i I wouldn't say it's as as kind of boring as as you've kind of made out you Mm. and matt and fran um but it 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 needs more to stand out here definitely in this list it really needs more than it does um to to kind of be a contender um, so watch Gweno win on whatever the day is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's my out. Yeah, my prediction as well. But um, okay, that's us for that question. We're on to what would be the most upsetting winner, and it's me to kick off. So let me know. Sam. Do you want to go? Yeah. So yeah, it has to be Sam Sam Fender's seventeen going under for me. I mean, Jesus Christ, is it bland? Um, <laughs> it's not the worst album on this list. There are. Two I like the less, least, and they're Gweno and um, Nova Twins, which you two chose as your favourite discoveries. But for me, at least those two albums are trying to do something interesting. It just isn't for me. Um, or there is something interesting about the artist, which makes sense. Um, there's just no reason for us to give this white guitar ballad man any more notice and hype than he's already been given. He's huge. He's big enough that huge bands like Fontaine's have supported him on tour. And yet he, he is as boring as Ed Sheeran. Um, he's he's about as musically interesting and original as a, a fart from Bruce Springsteen, really. It just sounds like he wants to be Bruce Spring, Springsteen. 
it's really embarrassing if he wins um and it would be really upsetting because there is a few really fantastic albums on this list um so yeah if something the fender wins with his bland man rock act it'll be a bit of an insult really and that is all i have to say about sam fender done i'm out who's next um let me tell you it is james joy to do wet leg again <laughs> i thought you were gonna i assumed you were gonna <laughs> I mean, I could do yard act instead. You're allowed, yeah. Well, no, yard I don't act. want to talk about wet leg again. Move on from that. Yeah. Uh, let's go with the yard act. Um, it's just, it's like shtick, the vocals, and his stupid two Ronnie sketch overcoat, and <laughs> irritating <laughs> glib style. He can't even be asked to believe in what he's saying when he's banging on about lettuces. And it's the same voice when he's singing from his own perspective as when he's satirizing somebody and there's, there's no distinction. Um, it's, it's just irritating. He seems overly conscious of this sort of <laughs> legacy of this slightly louche Yorkshireman doing this kind of slightly spoken word social observation thing. Problem is it's already peaked with Jarvis Cocker, Alex Turner. I'd even argue that early Kaiser Chiefs is better than this. They should listen to the advice from their own characters into the songs and kick that dickhead singer out of the band or whenever he's shouting, I'm irrelevant, over and over. And if you do kick him out, what have you got left? The band themselves, not all that exciting. Probably should give you something more insightful, but I couldn't be asked listening to it anymore. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. I mean, just to comment briefly, you talked about him going on about lettuces when you like dry cleaning, you say yabber and plumber. All the way yeah, through all they, of the they songs. Do, they do something more interesting. Mm. That's another debate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like I already know the answer to this, but Sam, what would be your most upsetting winner? See, you all think I'm going to say Yardak now. Yeah. <laughs> I hate those guys, but they would be worthy winners of the Mercury mm. Prize. Even if I think the music is shit and it's not for me, I, I can see what they're doing. So I kind of disagree with what James just said there. Like I, I, I agree with everything you've just described of why I hate that <laughs> album. But for me, it's it's hard. It wasn't to my think, number one answer. It's hard to think of any like mega star in recent memory who has been as lucky as Harry Styles. Um, there's endless, constant, never-ending think pieces about how creative he is, how much he like <laughs> recalls this '70s pop star Bowie-esque stature of how he like invented nail polish or some other idiotic shit <laughs> and yet it's like it's just so average and this album is just so average and it's painfully so and um, it's so will this do um I, I kind of thought we'd got past this after the first album where the second album at least had a few songs on it that were like okay you're really going for it this time you're really this is a massive hit and it deserves to be because you're really going for it. This just, oh, it's just so, what does he do? Like what, what does <laughs> Harry Styles actually do on these songs other than just be there? Like the opening song, Music for a Sushi Restaurant, it's, it, it's designed to be the backing track of like an advert. And I just like, I, I'm talking over the end because I have to say this, but he should <laughs> yeah. not win the Mercury Prize. Wow. Like, I wasn't I expecting that. This is the pop album. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Well, we'll turn nice. to that in a minute. But let's Lovely. go to Matt. Matt, what would be your most upsetting winner? Um, 
just basically fill in what Fran said about Sam Fender. It it is <laughs> it is Bruce Springsteen light with a yeah. British accent. And there's yeah, another hundred dudes making the same music that could get put in his place and I'd have exactly the same reaction. Probably most of them doing it better. Mm. It's I it just doesn't I it was just so confusing to me that this like the it's just the antithesis of what this award is supposed to be about. It's like new, innovative and exciting albums. And this is anything but and like sure the music maybe it's put together in like a well well ordered way i don't know it's, <laughs> it's cohesive but it's also i don't know he also yeah, i was just finding it very frustrating I, I also got annoyed by the fact that he was like trying to make these big claims about epstein trying to do this like big world impact with his lyrics and then most but most of the time he was just talking about himself about nothing mm-hmm. going on boring shit and I was just like, this is so weird and disingenuous that you just don't even know how to make something that matters. <laughs> it just feels like someone who's detached from reality. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't have the energy to engage with this album. And I don't know why it's here. Well, agreed. Mm. Well said, well said, Matt. Yeah. Okay. So there we go. Um who do we want to talk about first? So we've got Sam Fender, yeah. Yard Act, Harry Styles. I'm going to go to James and say, obviously not Yard Act. Harry Styles or Sam Fender? Who do you want to go in on? Uh, Harry Styles is first on the list, okay. so let's go with that one. Okay. Um, so I think, yeah, I was guessing I was naively hoping I'll be able to get through the whole of this year without having to listen to this album. But here we are. Um, <laughs> it's not totally awful but the one thing i experienced that i did experience listening to any other album on this list was i was embarrassed to be caught listening to it um, <laughs> to use a phrase that's often said on this podcast it's a mess i feel like when he was writing the album he made a playlist of like his top 100 pop songs of all time and then decided he would use influences from every single one of them and cram them into 42 minutes of album we take as it was as an example this song has over 1 billion streams on spotify i don't know how mm-hmm. aha's lawyers have not had <laughs> yeah. their attention brought to it <laughs> and at the same time when you've got that upbeat stuff a lot of it is just really quite dull he does he's got a weird um obsession with lists in the lyrics so he does stuff like cocaine side boob sea view and there's a bit where he lists bits of a fry up. It's like something like hash brown, egg yolk, just just pretty weird. Um, I'd put it in the context of kind of the the big, really fun, upbeat pop albums that have made the Mercury list in recent years, like Dua Lipa. I can't believe this is the best we can manage this year. Yeah. Um, and obviously, this isn't aimed at me at all. This album, you know, I. I uh, I wrote about on the site how I could hear the teenage girls screaming from Old Trafford up the road when he played live in Manchester. So I'm not the audience, but this is just totally style over substance. Like you said, it's like he's, he's just there like to sort of look nice and wear some fancy clothes. And that stuff you mentioned so as well about all these editorials about him being like this genius and these link, these comparisons to Bowie and stuff and it's just it's just not there it's ridiculous I, honestly i wish it was because like it, then at least we would have a male pop star that was doing something like mm. what who else have we got to like we've got ed sheeran like what what who are we 
like we're relying on people outside the pop genre to do like genuinely interesting things. I don't so know. do we have to rely on a man to be do? But as in, there's plenty of better female pop stars. Exactly, and there's plenty of better female pop star albums that could have been in in this slot. There could have been more danceable records. There could have been something else. But like, why is he nominated here? Like, it's (laughs) just crazy. He's not going to turn up. Come on, he's not popping down to invent him Apollo to just turn up to the Mercury's, is he? Like, what? What do they think? Sorry, I'm very. Is he? Is he? So, do you reckon he's going to perform? Absolutely. Absolutely not. Yeah, live stream from LA. Yeah. yeah. Pre-recorded message. Or they'll just show like him performing at like Coachella or something. It's what they usually do yeah. with yeah. the people that are too above it all. That twenty years in Matt. I yeah, I have similar feelings. I, I was I hadn't actually heard any of his music. So I was actually quite excited to give this a go. Uh, because of all the the hype that is around him as a person, and he seems like like a genuinely maybe interesting person, or at least that's the way the media portrays him. Um, but then it was just like, oh, this is just fine. And um, I will give him that. Like, this songs had more earworms than maybe any of the other albums, but that actually was quite irritating. <laughs> because <laughs> I, I'd, I'd finish listening to this album and, and then some of the songs would just be stuck in my head and I'm just like, I don't like it that much but it's here and it's been lodged um, but yeah like I don't know I, it was it was fine I, it's much better than like it's much more interesting like Sam Fender for example but it mm. probably shouldn't have been here well, the weird situation that's happening right now is that I'm going to be the one sticking up for Harry Styles. I don't think anyone was expecting <laughs> yeah. that at the start. Uh, I, I quite liked it. Like, I quite enjoyed it. I thought it was a pleasant surprise. Um, I thought it was a little bit more interesting and off-kilter than I thought it might be. I quite like the pacing of it. It's short and punchy. Um, I think it starts a lot better than it ends, but I did like Sushi Restaurant. I like Late Night Talking. Um, Grape Juice is decent. As It Was is decent. Cinema, I think, is actually a really good song. Um but yeah, there's a lot of stuff that lets it down. Um, Matilda's awful. Dra- Daydreaming's pretty poor. Little Freak is a really terrible song. Um, but overall, it was a lot better than I expected. Um, but maybe I had much lower expectations than the rest of you. I don't know. But um, some of it reminded me of that Orlando Weeks album that I liked that um, that some of you were less sure about. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I liked it. Um, obviously, I don't think he should win the Mercury but it's a good pop album, um, and I enjoyed it more than that fucking Dua Lipa thing from a couple of years ago that James <laughs> has just mentioned. Um, <laughs> do you know what? <laughs> the last note I made was that <laughs> until the Jesse Buckley album grew on me, this was probably going to be my favourite discovery. But that wow. saying, they were the only two—they were the only two ones I hadn't heard before that I could listen to. So um, yeah, I thought it was all right. No, no, I it was all right. It was all right. You're wrong. Definitely down. better than Sam Fender. Um, definitely better than Nova Twins. I could list more albums that's better than past up. Um, okay, so we have Sam Fender. I'm going to go to Sam because I know Sam likes Sam Fender, so chance to tell us why. I I do like this album. I I already liked this album before the shortlist, and I thought it was going to make it because I, I, I'm not surprised that it has, and I, I, I find it slightly... <sighs> I, I get the point that you're making that, that he's doing nothing new. Like he's, it's very much like one man version of the killers 
meets Bruce Springsteen. Like that's his yeah. vibe, but set in Newcastle. Like th- that is it. That's <laughs> like it written down. Um, but I do think that I think the songwriting is much better than that description gives credit for. I think a song like Spit of You um, is really, really good. And when you actually kind of dive into it, I think it, it hits a lot harder than than I think lots of the other things on this list do. Um, and I think it suits him. I, I think he's getting better at what he's doing. This is a massive step up from his first album. And so I... I kind of saw this as a, an inevitable moment for him. Um, like he, I think this was nominated for the Brit Award as well. Um, so yeah, I like it. It's like appeases my like dad rock thing <laughs> that I'm like in at the moment. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm not surprised you hate it. Like I've I've had had that written down that everyone yeah. else will hate this, but because it's shite, James. <laughs> I I don't hate it. It would be an upsetting winner, but I, I, I have much stronger feelings about Yard Act than I do about this because it's just mostly just very, very dull. It doesn't really inspire mm. any hatred. Um, what we'll say is definitely a lot better than Ed Sheeran he's been compared to. Mm. No. I can see why you know he fits in that sort of same space, but yeah, it's way better than that. And in his defence, I do quite like the first three songs on this album. Um, even the saxophone bit on Get You Down I'm quite partial <laughs> to a, a, a retro saxophone solo so it's a very strong start but yeah after that just downhill all the way to to sleep um, dullness um, but yeah I can see why it's popular you know you've see, you can imagine like a whole family enjoying it together and their mum and their cousin and they'll go and see him in a stadium um, but yeah once you've heard the one song it's kind of that's it isn't it and mm. if you notice as well, he doesn't really understand how to end songs. It's like he's frantically, he doesn't want to do an onstage big, big drum solo and then one big smash at the end. But he doesn't want to go down this sort of rock trap of doing a fade out. So they just kind of just kind of just give up playing, and then there's like a weird <laughs> separate idea that isn't part of the song that just appears and then goes again. It does that on a few end of a few songs. Uh, if you ever have the misfortune of going back to listen to it um, check yeah. that out because it's a bit odd yeah. you're almost making me want to want to give it yeah. another go just, yeah. just listen to the last I mean you're excited because there's no fade outs aren't you Matt I know yeah. you hate fade yeah. outs so hate probably like outs. it more now alright yeah. Matt so you, you've heard um, you've heard Sam and, well Sam hasn't properly yet but you've heard James slag off your favourite album of the year my prediction Yard Act so uh, what, what do you want to say about it it's not my favourite album of the year oh is it not but it's in my t- I'd say top 20 Okay. I think this is for me. It's like we've um, we've already talked about dry cleaning. This is deadpan uh, delivery done right for me. Mm. I think um, I think this this album I've, I've probably listened to of the albums that we've listened to before. This is the one I've gone back to the most, unsurprisingly, considering I rate it so much. And um, the points are simple. It. Um, it is basically pulp, but that's fine. It's like pulp meets park life and like a weird mix that I quite enjoy. I think the caricatures he portrays are very fun. Um, but I, yeah, I think the the real real issue here is that he, they've made this one album. I, I doubt album two is going to be 
as fun or novel or interesting and i don't think they've got anywhere to go from here so mm. they it, this this more than like wet leg which everyone else has, <laughs> has said won't go beyond album one this one i feel like i'm enjoying this album and it's going to be just this album yeah, on that note i saw them live recently and they played they played some new music that was was pretty good um yeah I mean, I think if anything, this album's grown on me since we covered it, actually. Um, I've seen them live. They were great. Uh, it hasn't disappeared from my rotation. I've been listening to it all year. A lot of the time on the podcast, I'll like an album and then I'll just stop listening to it. But I think I think this is great. Um, it's, it's still the same witty, relevant, sharp. Um, it's basic in some ways. It definitely is. But when I saw them live, the musicians are much better than maybe I gave them credit for on the, on the last podcast. Um, but it is my third favorite album on the list behind two albums that I really, really love. Um, but I, I would, Sam said earlier he thinks it might win. I'd be very surprised. Um, but I wouldn't be upset if it won. Um, there's quite a big gap between Self-Esteem and Cozy Radical and this for me, but it's still still very good. It's nice to Sam to slag it off. I'm not going to slag it off anymore. Like that, There's no point. Like they, Yardak do what they do. People like them. I've seen them live since we did this. Like, I was meant to be seeing wet, so I was meant to be seeing wet leg and Yardak walk out, um, which was fun. Um, <laughs> I, and, and I listened to it again for this Mercury Prize episode. So I listened to it through once, and I will never listen to this ever again in my life. I hope and I pray. And that's it. That's all I'll leave you with. I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to put on the album of the year. <laughs> Um, well, that's what you, I was hoping for. That's why I was saying it. Really, I was hoping you bring it back. I'd only, I'd only bring it back vindictively. I don't think it's the best. <laughs> <sighs> right, that is our questions. Um, we've all spoken about all of the last question. Yeah, answers, yeah. We? yeah. So we now have two albums left. We haven't discussed um, which are Fergus McCready's Forest Floor and Skin by Joy Crooks. As we've covered Joy Crooks before, I think we should start there. But James, you have not spoken about it. Let us know what you think. Joy Crooks. So this album, I am kind of torn between the two sides. Mm. When it's good, it is really good. But when it's bad, it is just the John Lewis Christmas (laughs) advert ballad bad. And I don't really want to compare it to Celeste for that reason, because you've definitely got way more to offer. But that's kind of where that part of the album is. But on, on the good side, you've got some cracking songs like 19th Floor, Trouble, When You Were Mine. It's kind of got the edges on being a ballad, but real classic sound without being overly cheesy. Um, Kingdom, great. Feet Don't Fail Me Now, great. Wild Jasmine's real earworm one as well. Um, they've all got this kind of edge of her experience as a young woman growing up in this like tower block and trouble with relationships and like bad relationships with like, uh, misbalance of, of power or misuse of power, family, immigration. Um, it's a good lyric about uh, the king on kingdom, fucking with a kingdom that never fought for you, but that was really good. Um, but then, yeah, you get towards the end and you get the song Skin, which is the is the John Lewis Christmas song yet to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, 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 these two sides of the album just don't fit together with me. I think we talked about it when... We're talking about the Celeste album is it isn't how much of it is is her and what she wants to be and how much of it is what the album so the record company are, are trying to 
to molder to me and these two sides just do not fit together well um i don't want to listen to it as a whole album again it's it's a candidate for a, a playlist mm. um but yeah she, she's a really interesting artist I really like her voice and she can really write some good songs so i definitely want to keep my eye on her and see what she does next I'm just going to briefly jump in to say that James just said everything I'm going to say, so I'll, I'll keep quiet. Like, the only thing I disagreed with what James just said was that when you were mine is, you said it was a good song, it's not, it's very annoying. Um, okay. But everything else that James said, especially the bit about listening to the next one in the hope that I like it more, yeah. is very true. But yeah, that's all I've got to say about Joy Crooks. Yeah. Sam or Matt? I, I, I think that's the thing. I think there's the, all the groundwork here for a fantastic second album. Um mm. I think what this album is missing is a killer track or a killer few tracks. And the closest that comes for me is Feet Don't Fail Me Now. And that's it's a great song, but it isn't it isn't one that like drives the whole album and can carry the whole album. So you, you needed three or four more of those and then maybe it would um, click together. But like she's got all the all the characteristics of something that could be something special. Um, and her voice yeah, her smoky voice is pretty pretty exceptional so it, it, it could be there but i think for me it's pretty telling that i haven't listened to this album at all since we covered it yeah yeah, so, yeah. yeah i i'm kind of the same like i don't think my thoughts have changed and the fact that i barely remembered like half of the tracks on this and we mm. did it on the podcast i was like it kind of shows the issues that it has it has those real high moments but they're not high enough to carry the whole record as a as a massive thing um yeah i i'm i'm actually glad she's nominated weirdly even though i sound quite down on the album i i do think she's this she is deserving of the mercury prize nomination uh, i feel like yeah she's really a really interesting artist and i think it would be a shame if if she ended up as one of those people that kind of misses out for their debut and then releases some really really good follow-up albums but just for whatever reason, just never quite makes it into the conversation um, for like these sorts of awards. So maybe it's good that this happens now. Um, it gets her in the door kind of um, because she, she does have really good potential. Um, yeah. Be a bad winner though, right? I think weirdly it would seem like a really safe winner. Like I would, it's it's a weird comparison to make to the Arlo Parks album last year, but they they fill kind of similar spaces mm. in terms of the kind of vibe that they're going for, and like yeah. compared to on a list that has lots of lots of energy elsewhere, um, and it's interesting where like last year we were very much like Arlo Parks is probably the one to be. She's this album is really up there. And this one is kind of, none of us even mentioned it. None of us had strong mm. feelings either way, which I find an interesting difference. I think it's what James um, said though, is I think that like the Arlo Parks, whether you like it or, or not, was consistent. Yeah. Whereas this is, it has really strong mm. songs on the Joe Crooks and then it has songs mm. that are just, they're either not good or they, you don't really, they don't really grab you as I think the Arlo Parks was shorter. It was to the point. And I think that for me, that's, I think like, I think the comparison's a pretty good one because I think they're quite similar artists, but I think that Arlo Parks just felt like she knew who she was yeah, throughout that album. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Better realised. I think Joe Crooks does. Mm, yeah. Okay. Anything more on Joe Crooks or should we should we move on to Fergus McCready? Let's get to it. I'll I'll get on with Fergus McCready. Um 
on paper, I, I feel like I should hate this album. Uh, it does a lot of the things I complain about on this podcast all the time. I don't like instrumental albums. It's very, it's very pretentious from the concepts, pretentious as fuck. The execution's pretentious as fuck, and it and it meanders. It's it's kind of jazzy to the point of like, oh, I'm 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 jazzy. Look at me. But despite all of that, I didn't hate it. The, the, I think there's some really annoying moments. I think the first song. I've got a problem with first songs tonight, but the first song's really irritating. Um, but then I think there's times when it's really beautiful. I think the title song's really gorgeous. Um, and I'd say that, for me, the start of a lot of the songs really pull me in. I think they're really pretty. But then a lot of them build and, and add layers and get more irritating. Um, I think Morning Moon starts brilliantly, and then I have to skip the end section. But then there's a 10-minute song called The Ridge that just grows and grows and, and, and is really involving. Um, I did expect this to be my least favourite when the list was announced, but it's really far from that. It's it's nearly in my top half, not quite. Um, and if I compare it to like the Floating Points album, which was probably its mm-hmm. closest thing from last year's list, I enjoyed listening to this a lot more than I did that. So, yeah, I expected to hate it, and, and, and I actually thought it was pretty good. Um, yeah, but not... Nudist, favorite nudistry level, but still decent. Should we go to the jazz man? Do you know who that is? Who's the jazz man? That's supposed to be me. I'm assuming it's James. Come on, saxophone boy. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, you expect me to like it as well. No, I'm not. Weirdly, I think it's too piano y jazzy for yeah. you. So, yeah. did any of you? ever used to play The Sims on the PC. That's literally yeah. what I've written down. <laughs> <laughs> so when, in, oh. in, when you're playing The Sims, you get to build a little house for your Sim yeah. to live in. And in the background of that part of the game, there is this um, instrumental, jazzy, improvisational piano music. And as soon as I heard the piano, not just the style, but the, the very specific sound of it as well, as soon as I heard that, it just made me think, of the sims and i could not <laughs> get past that so there's no doubt in the quality on display here for the musicians very very technically impressive but what what for and what what's sort of real payoff is there for their efforts mm. you yeah you, you nailed it uh fran said that the, the concept is percentage as fuck it really is um yeah. i've got problems with the, the production as well so that piano sound I, i'm assuming it's a real piano and it sounds ridiculous to say because obviously it is recorded in a studio but the way they've made it sound is so studio-y. It mm. sounds so overly produced, I don't know, engineered, whatever the words are. We need Nick back for this technical language, but yeah. it's just got no like resonance or reverb that you have it in a piano. So it sounds artificial. It sounds like an electric simulation of a piano. Uh, and then that just fed into this this idea of it being the, the Sims music as well. Um <laughs> So, yeah, I didn't really have any other... I mean, I sent you guys around a long list of all the albums I thought that might get a nod, but I think in uh, recent years, we've been a bit spoiled with some real good albums in this um, jazz area, like mm. Moses Boyd. Um, but yeah, those guys have kind of been a bit quieter, um, so we haven't got that. So, yeah, we have we have the computer game album instead. Yeah, Me. I... It, it, the the computer game comparison is is very obvious for me like that's that's all i could think about the whole time not just the sims but like you know like there's like walking simulator games where you like just solve puzzles and then the soundtrack will be some yeah. like kind of jazz pianist that's like and then every, 
the super fans of the game buy it on vinyl because they love it. I, I don't get this as an album. It just doesn't feel. It's very nice and it's it's easy to listen to, but I don't get the album like as a whole. And you made the comparison to the floating points last year, mm. Fran, and I wasn't huge on it's that either. Like that. But I at least got a sense of a, a sequential kind of development and and moments throughout it. This it's like I liked it, but it just felt like background music of my life rather than <laughs> kind of you are an same. album I was listening. Yeah. It felt like I wasn't listening to an album and that's what makes me surprised that it's like here, like surely. Yeah. I'm surprised it's listed. I am surprised it's listed. Why? How do we compare this to anything else we've just talked about? It's there's mm. no shock that none of us have mentioned this yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think Matt, do you love for it? me, there was a, diff- a different kind of comparison. I had a bunch of things I was thinking about when listening to this. Not The Sims, but it was reminding me of um, uh, my wife has a uh, Vince Guaraldi Snoopy Christmas album that she puts on every Christmas. <laughs> and that is yeah. this kind of jazz piano. And it, it was making me think of that. But that's from like, like 60, most- 70 years ago. Yeah, this is yeah, it's so, it hasn't moved on at yeah, all. Yeah, exactly. And so that was the other thing I was thinking about. It was just like these, like old, like nineteen fifties portrayal of like industry of the future, and and things like that. And that is what was going through my head the entire time. I was just like, why? What is this on the Mercury <laughs> list? And it just did make me think of like this is the jazz pick. And in the past, we've had yeah, mm. like the Moses Boyd or the various like uh, Shabaka uh, Hutchings projects. And they're so new and interesting and vital. Mm. And like this wasn't, um, like it wasn't offensive. It just wasn't, it was just out of touch. Yeah, but what would Jamie Cullum have done if it wasn't there? Like what, how would he have coped if there was no jazz <laughs> this, on it? Like what would other, he, poor Jamie Cullum. Jazz. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they could have just left the jazz album off for a year as well. Yeah. Plus, well I then, thought it was okay. Like it, it didn't make sense to me on the list. Um, yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't know. No one loved it. No. no. Right. Well, that's the list. That's, that's everything. The list. So, wow. any any final comments? And what what what's what are people's thoughts on the shortlist as a whole? Sam. Um, I I think on the whole, I think this year, like like I think everyone else, there was lots that I already knew. Mm. Um, so that kind of skewed my view on it a bit, and um. I'm I'm glad I was able to dive into a few of those and get more out of them. The, I think of the new albums, I think Nova Twins and the Jesse Butley one, I'm really glad I would have listened to them because I, I would have missed them entirely um, mm. had they not been on here. That's obviously a selfish reason. I could have just researched them like a normal person would. <laughs> but I rely on this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was good. Yeah. Matt, what do you reckon? I think this year has been really weak. I think last yeah. year was pretty weak. I think two, like two to four, five years ago, we were kind of spoiled, and it would be like seventy-five mm. percent of the albums I, I would like are either really good or I loved, and it would be like really hard to pick a winner. And they'd pick, still pick the worst of everything, but <laughs> I'd still be kind of like, hey, at least all these I got to listen to all these good albums, and like for this, I was like feeling just good about most of it 
Um, I don't think there was anything where I was like, this is like super tight and succinct and it has the message and it has everything going for it. So there's, there wasn't at any point where I was like, there's an obvious, like, obvious uh, one or two albums. I think, well, I think there's an obvious one or two that stand above everything else and there's not a pack. Um, but uh, I got to find out about Nova Twins, so I'm not disappointed. Okay. Um, well, well, we'll let James finish. I would. I. I think it was hard for me to to measure this list in terms of that it's got one of my favorite albums from last year, probably my second favorite album from last year, with the self esteem, and it's got my, probably my favorite album of this year so far with the Coach of Radical. So those two being on there made me really happy. Um, they were the two I picked. You know, we do our article every year where we pick potential fun, things we'd like to see on the list. They were the two I picked, so that doesn't really happen usually. So. That made me happy, um, but then there's some really bad stuff on here. Sam Fender, Nova Twins. So it's kind of it's a weird list to me in terms of the stuff I absolutely adore that normally I wouldn't expect to see there, and then stuff that I never want to hear again. Um, yeah, middling. James. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's quite poor. I feel there was there was some room in here for some surprises. Um, in terms of what mm. I was expecting, but I feel like it could be a much more competitive lift list. Um, so say maybe we've got three or maybe four albums at the top that are kind of fighting out to win. You know, why not have 10, 12 albums that are fighting out to win? Why have such mm. a sort of dip in quality um, just for the sort of sake of ticking the boxes of you've got to have these albums on the the Jamie Cullum album, whatever on the list, like you don't, mm. you could have picked some more interesting things. You know, we've talked about K Tempest, for example, albums like that that really had a good chance of being here that just aren't there, and other stuff there that I mean, I already had my rant about Bernard Butler and why I think it shouldn't be there. Uh, <laughs> and I also mentioned, and I'll say it again, but yeah, once again, real lack of um, electronic music uh, to the point where there's just none this year at all, and that's that's a real shame. Mm. I think to, to your point, it's like I think when I knew I knew Little Sims was going to get on there, I thought Koji Radical would, and that made me think there's no way K Tempest is going to get on there because they will never put three rap albums on the list. And when you've got albums like, sorry Matt, but the Nova Twins, it just feels like we could have put a really good album on there that was the same genre, but still, yeah. it's exciting. Radical. And if you don't like the music, they are exciting. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I agree Compared with that. To- but yeah that was yeah i think that's there. that's the one that should be like there's plenty on the hair that should be dropped right and it's mm. not it's not the good ones all the surprises were bad surprises i feel like <laughs> yeah and it's going to be won by something bland it's yeah. gonna be i mean as much as i'm saying coach is going to win it it's probably going to be wet like and then i'm going to cry anyway <laughs> should we move on yeah sure so thank you Please. james for coming on Good Cheers. to have you on again. Um, nice. Even though you're wrong about uh, these four <laughs> albums. Um, so next time, I know I've just hosted, I'll be hosting again. It'll be back to the normal type of episode. So there'll be four recently released albums. There'll be a classic and there'll be a wild of playlists. So Sam, what are your new releases? Mine are uh, Pre-Please by Julia Jacqueline and Profound Mysteries 2 by Royksop. Okay. Matt? Cool, and so I picked Cheat Codes by Danger Mouse and Black Thought. 
and Too Much to Ask by Cheekface. Okay, Cheekface, good name. Um, my classic is Blackout by Method Man and Redman, and I'll be telling you why I love Bob Marley. So, yeah, yes. looking forward to that. Okay, we shall see you next time. Cheers again, James. Thanks. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.